When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scouts. We are looking ahead to Fancy Premier League game week 27. It's a double game week. This time around, we are focusing on the underachievers on the goals imminent table. We'll also be looking at the assists imminent table. And uh, what we do is explain a bit more about what they do and how underlying stats can help predict future returns. That is the aim anyway. Um, we will also reveal our Game Week 27 transfer plans, um, which includes my wildcard reveal, which will be potentially exciting <laughs> um in addition we'll take any questions at the end of the stream um so have a think about those uh, and post your questions in the live chat at the end my name is joe and joining me to honor some under the radar gems is tom freeman fancy football scouts deputy editor tom welcome how are you yeah i'm okay thanks joe um i was one of the the game week 26 wildcarders mm -hmm. so uh Losing Salah was a painful one at the weekend, but um, it generally went OK. I, I got McAllister and Tony in earlier and they both delivered. So an OK week. I think I got 52 points. Yeah. But um, looking forward to moving on to double game week 27 now, which um, we're going to talk about in depth. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with going at it. I know on the um, scout cast uh, last night, and I do, do urge people to have a, have a watch of that. Um, they were they obviously all wildcarded. So they sort of um, looked a bit of a postmortem of that, but also looked ahead. And obviously their teams in 27 look great. And um, and to be honest, I mean, yeah, they were down on, on what they would have got, but they weren't spectacularly down on everyone else maybe 10 points down 20 points down and for yourself I, I know I didn't wild cards and the difference between our teams was 10 points or so so it's not not a great deal but um yeah it's it's a small it's a small win um but it, it felt bigger because it was record-breaking result against Manchester United uh, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. The fact that just no one could see that coming nah. made made it all all the more painful. And the fact that um, a lot of us wildcarders probably had triple Liverpool as well, whether yeah. it be Alexander Arnold. I know he only got six, but it was a clean sheet. And Darwin and players and Gakpo. So that's what kind of hurt. But um, you know, yeah, teams well set up for next week, which we'll have a, a look at a bit later on. Yeah, uh, indeed. I only had only had Salah, and if I had triple Liverpool, broad chance I probably would have wildcarded too. Um, because my yeah. team would have had uh, all sorts of issues. Uh, but it turns out there weren't issues at all. Um, let's, um, uh, before we move on to look, see how we got on last week with the goals imminent and assists imminent tables, um, just welcome those in the live chat. And a reminder to press that like button and do subscribe as well if you haven't already. Uh, Geo Boys, FPL Tic Tacs, uh, Murphy, uh, A. Dawson, um, Sahil, uh, Brain, or could be Brian, but like... Uh, no, it definitely says brain, uh, a brainy Brian. Um, FPL Springbok as well. Thanks so much for joining us in the live chat. Have a think about some of those questions from me and Tom at the end as well. And um, a welcome in advance to those um, that will join us shortly, no doubt. Um, okay, goals imminent. This is how we got on last time. So, it, well, I'll tell you what, Brighton really um, have, have helped us out on goals imminent and assists imminent. So immediately, immediate return. Top, he was the, he was the cover star of last week's show. Uh, top of the table. And um, yeah, rewarded us with a goal. He's on penalties, of course. And people say, yeah, but it was a penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty. And penalties uh, equal goal, <laughs> which equals points. It's exactly the same. I don't care how they go in. Um, mm. And uh, meanwhile, Mitrovic blank, Jesus blank. Ketia Blank, Solanke, 
who's forever on this table, forever getting assists and returns and looking good, um, but never sc- not scoring. Um, Cher I didn't play because of that concussion, something we mentioned on Team News video. Uh, do look out for that this Friday as well, Team News uh, with myself and Neil. Uh, Tony, he rewarded us with a goal. Yes, but he's on penalties. Yes, he's on penalties. Uh, Wilson, the blank. F- um, Felix, Blank, uh, Fernandez, uh, Manchester United, um, blank. So, yeah, looking at this list here, I mean, are we were we spectacularly unlucky not to get more or, or okay? I mean, obviously, Jesus didn't play. He's just there as a reminder to us uh, of his potential. Yeah, and there were other were the players um, that missed out as well, weren't there? And Unketia yeah. missed out. Um, we've got a couple of Mikel Arteta presses this week. We've got the, the Europa League one and on the one on Friday. Yeah. So we'll get an update on both of those players. So, yeah, maybe a little bit with that. Shah missed out, like you said, as well. Um, Mitrovic was, was quiet last night, I thought. Um, yeah. t- tough opponents, but uh, not quite happening for him at the moment. He's getting frustrated. He got booked for dissent in that one, I think. So, um yeah, Wilson had a very good chance, though, against mm. City, didn't he? Um, yeah. Him and Joe Linton had chances. And Fernandez did as well, to be fair. He missed that header, didn't he, in, um, early yeah. on in the uh, Anfield match. So um, maybe a little bit unfortunate not to get more. But 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 good to see McAllister and Tony, who yeah. were both in my wildcard team. Yeah. Um, they, they delivered in a big way. And so. it, show, it shows the power of penalties as well, something you can rely on. Not yeah. double game week last week but uh both rewarded us if they can just get another penalty that's you know a really great return especially for McAllister 5.4 million what a handy yeah. price that is um let's have a look at assists imminent okay um so this was last week as well once again my team Brighton uh helping us out again Trippier top blank again he's forever mm-hmm. I mean let, let, let's just stop there with Trippier mm-hmm. is he is he just gone? What is it? Is he gone off the boil? What? What? Why is he promising these assists and they're never, never occurring? Well, I, I think because Newcastle just aren't scoring. Um, right. okay. That's that's the problem. I think I think the stat is something like three goals in their last eight league matches or something like that. So if you if you delve into Trippier's underlyings, despite four blanks in a row, he's created more chances than any other defender in that yeah. time. More than Trent. More than Robertson. More than a Stupinam. So he's, he's creating chances, but Newcastle just aren't converting them. Now, the fixtures have been, the last two have been tough for them. Yeah. So I think if you own Trippier now, I think the fact that he plays in game week 28, he has a double in 29, I think you hold him. I think it's a no-brainer. And I, I do think, I don't think it will be long before he, he finds his way off this assist imminent table and um, delivers. But it is a bit concerning when you have four blanks in a row, but I think he'll come good. Okay, uh, March uh, and Gross. So some people went for Mar- you, March and your team, I believe. Um, and, I benched uh, it. I benched him, but I did go he, for him. Yeah, I, I always uh, think he's pretty unlucky um, not to yeah. um, score every match because he always looks. But maybe, maybe that's the historic um, qu- quality, or rather, lack of in terms of scoring ability, catching up on him. Um, he's getting in those mm. positions, but he's not tucking those chances away, whether they be an assist or a goal. It tends to be, it was sort of an assister of the assist. The, uh, well, the weekend, yeah, so. yeah, that happened twice at the weekend, yeah. didn't it? And he had a good opportunity himself. Um, if you look at the stats, he, uh, I mean, McAllister kind of had more shots and created more chances, but Marsh wasn't too far behind and um, he looked good. And I think if, you, if you've picked Marsh over Mitoma, which I did, I'm going to keep the faith because I do think there'll be with Brighton, I just think we've got to get used to it that in quite a few weeks, two of the three will probably deliver. And if you go and shift, start shifting them all around, then it will probably be Marsh who delivers next week. So um, I was encouraged by the performance. I don't, yeah, I don't do think the, the the finishing ability maybe isn't quite at the level of somebody like Matoma. But I think from that right wing role, he will get chances. We spoke yeah. about it quite a bit before, haven't we, Joe? That yeah. Desarbi, you know, he gets that right winger into good positions in the box, good goal scoring um, positions. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to keep the faith in Gross. I mean. He's probably the fourth in the list of that midfielders, isn't he? But um, he's on corners, isn't he? Yeah, he's on corners, and that's that's the assist potential Mm. in in a nutshell. Also, he is he was when he was his final season in the Bundesliga before he joined Brighton. He one of the reasons he came to the Premier League and he was was so sought sought after by Brighton and everyone else ignored him for some reason was that he was the top assister in the Bundesliga. Um, Yeah, 
which is, um, you know, a, a great achievement for a player that most people never heard of. And come, mm. comes over, and he's still got that assist potential. He's still on those corners. Um, and if a McAllister is perhaps late back in 29, um, penalties, I think, would move to gross. I'm fairly yeah. certain. He certainly had penalties before McAllister. Um, yeah. So, and he might be pushed up a bit further as well because he's been next be pushed to up it, Will Gross he's be, been in the... Yeah. The yeah. Well, it would be typical FPL wouldn't it <laughs> if he comes out as the top scoring double game week player yeah. but I wouldn't write it off it could happen but and the fact he's on these table yeah. you know he is creating chances so um, let's see. Look, the, the rest of these are blanks I'll just sort of rattle through them Trora Bournemouth 4.5 Bournemouth with a double and scoring uh, they're conceding, but um, mm. so Traore could be a useful enabler. Uh, we've got the assist potential. Havertz at Chelsea, I think, has just been confirmed as the number one penalty taker with Jorginho going. Um, so 7.6, he's got the assist potential. He's on penalties for Chelsea, who have a double. Mm. So uh, definitely a player to bear in mind. Sancho, Manchester United, still there. Um, uh, Neto, Wolves, still there. He's back back, back playing, I believe. Uh, so mm. War Prowse missed the penalty. So he has the goal scoring potential through that. But the assist potential is still, was still there last week. Um, and Cerebia uh, at uh, Wolves, still there. Uh, assist potential um, at 26 because uh, he, he scored the week before, I think it was. Uh, and Willian yeah. at Fulham always uh, got assist potential there, but it wasn't to be. It was Andreas who got the assists mm-hmm. for Fulham last night. So just before we move on, uh, out of that lot there, anyone you particularly want to um, pay note to? Well, Traore, he missed out at the weekend. No, yeah. I think it was, I think O'Neill said it was muscle tightness. Okay. So that's that's one to monitor. You mentioned Havertz on pens. That's the big development over the past couple of days. He actually played 90 minutes at the weekend and Felix was hooked early, which is yeah. which is interesting. Neto played 45 minutes, so he's back. Um, will he remain on this table? Because he seems to have been on it forever, let's see. Um, and yeah, Ward Prowse missed the penalty, didn't he? But he's always got that assist potential through set pieces. So um, yeah, yeah, some, um, okay. some interesting names on there. Okay, so um, it's, it's. I mean, I'm wildcarding. It's a double game week. Um, so w- what we're looking for, ideally, are those teams that double Brighton, um, Brentford, Southampton, Crystal Palace. We want to see those assets on there for those who want to take a, a one-week punt or perhaps, um, you know, uh, look, look ahead for the further fixtures as well, uh, particularly Brighton and Brentford. They're the, they're the key ones, really. So um, we're going to put the goals imminent table up next. Um, this is for the last four matches. Um, and what this does is it, it, it has a minimum of 10 goal attempts. So to get on this table, you've got to have 10 shots. But only a maximum, but a maximum of one goal. So as soon as you get your second goal, you're off the table, and that's in, in a good way. It's uh, sorted by expected delta. So just for the expected delta stat nuts, I've bunged a bit of that in to to give it some credibility. Um, and um, the uh, has to be four matches, not game weeks, because there's so many doubles and blanks. We've got to we've got to make sure it's even. The last four matches they have played, uh, which is why we keep seeing Jesus on it, because. Just a reminder, the last four matches he played, he was due more returns. Um, so um, expected delta, by the way, which we're going to put on the table, that's the difference between what they have sh- have scored and what they should have scored uh, there. And there's three main outcomes. Um, score more than the goal of four matches. As I said, you leave. Uh, underlying stats drop off. You just fade off the table that way. And that's not a good way. Um, and then there's the other way, the Nathan Redmond way. You just stay there forever, perhaps all season, always looking like you're going to score and never scoring. <laughs> so um, there might be a few contenders there this time around. Okay, let's have a look at this. Goals in the table. I'll just go down the list and then you can give your views, Tom, uh, about these. So McAllister, he's still top. Um, he scored last week, but he's expected to score at least one more over the last four. Uh, he's had five big chances, missed four of them. Um, this is his fourth week on the table. So he's consistently on this table. He's consistently showing promise there. And of course, he's playing in this number 10 role. He's had 11 shots inside the box and 15 um, shots in total. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's good for the double, isn't he? I mean, nigh on. No, I'm not going to say the word essential, but yeah, he's very good for the double game week, isn't he? Yeah, well, if he continues playing in this number 10 role, I think he's the best option at Brighton, mm. given the fact that he's on penalties. 
Um, got the assist at the weekend as well. So it's that kind of, I know it's a flick on from a corner, but it's that kind of dual threat. And yeah, I think he, um, I'm glad I went with McAllister because I think everybody who's been playing a wild card or, or even just using free transfers, picking that Brighton midfielder. I mean, you go around in circles with it so much, but um, they're all good options. But McAllister looks great. Um, another three shots in the box at the weekend um, created quite a few chances. So Bear in mind, they blank in 28, but um, either side, they've got doubles. So, appealing. OK, a couple of uh, injured players, different varying degrees of injury there. Niketia and Jesus. Jesus, long-term Niketia. Uh, knocks and niggles, here they are, uh, around around the place for him. Uh, so, uh, you know, he might not play. He may play. Jesus might be coming back soon, might get some minutes soon. Um, but nevertheless, they're there. Uh, f- uh, five... Big chances for Nketiah, missed them all. Six big chances for Jesus, missed them all. Um, no goals over their last four matches they have played. Um, and shots on target. Um, Jesus with five and Nketiah finally has got one. He's been on zero shots on target on this table for the last couple of weeks. Um, but it just underlines why they need Jesus back if they're going to have a target man up front. or Sorry, a, a sort of a number nine up front. Um, uh, weeks on the table and has been there for three Jesus has been there for, for uh, most of the time there um, so he's you know still other players aren't matching him um, 17 shots inside the box with Jesus 10 for Niketia 19 shots in total um, yeah I mean uh, the latest for Jesus he's, he's very unlikely to be back for, for this this uh, the next couple of game weeks I'm sure is that right? I think so I think it's just is he sharp enough? I think he's back on the grass. But, but like I said earlier, we've got two Arteta presses this week, one for the Sporting Europa League match and then one ahead of Fulham, um, who they play at the weekend. So, yeah, we might get a bit more insight into where he's at then. OK, um, Neil Mapate. Now, I'm not... I, I... I'm not going to persuade anyone to get Neil Mopay. <laughs> plays for Everton and he was terrible at Brighton and Brighton were really attacking then. Um, so my phone yeah. keeps dinging off there. I'm going to try and try and get rid of that. Okay. It's Ma- it's, Ma- it's Malpay. He's not happy with you, Joe. No, so, no, he's ringing me saying... <laughs> get but anyway, nevertheless, um, while mm. Calvert-Lewin's injured, he's playing up front for Everton. He's got a game. Well, he was um, he was actually dropped. I should actually say he was dropped at the weekend, Malpay, and they uh, played um, DeMar DeMar. Yes, Aguirre of course. Front. Sorry, yes, you mentioned. So, yeah. yeah, even more reason not to get him in. They just mounts up, doesn't it? Um, yeah, and the, fact, and the fact that Everton scored twice for, I think, the first time in like 15 games or something like that. So they found the net twice with Gray playing this kind of, you know, false nine-ish drop-in deep role. But it actually worked pretty well away at Forest. So, um, yeah, further nail in Malpay's FPL coffin, I think. I don't think he's... Uh, I don't think he's going to be anybody that anybody looks to um, no. in the next few okay. weeks, at least. Um, Solanke, this is interesting. Uh, weeks on table, seven. This is starting to get Nathan Ooh. Redmondy. Um, it will... I mean... I don't know where to start with him. He is quite, a, he could be a useful, he could end up being one of the highest scorers in 29 when Bournemouth yeah. double. I mean, he's just a typical FPL, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, Bournemouth actually look okay going forward. They, they caused Arsenal a few problems, didn't they, at the yeah. weekend? And um, I don't mind Solanke. Again, go back yeah. to that penalties thing. If you're on penalties, I'm kind of an, immediately alerted to you, really. But um Game week 29, they've got back-to-back home games. I think it's against, against Fulham and Brighton, I think. Yeah, so, um, Yeah, I don't mind Solanke. I think if I had to pick probably five or six forwards now, he would probably be in the mix in those okay. in those positions. So, yeah, 5.5 million. Admittedly, you're not going off any type of form, really, although he has been assisting a bit, like you said recently. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if he scored in one of those games. OK, well, according to this, the expected delta... Um, data he um, should have scored uh, one and a third of a goal um, so uh, share Newcastle now this is where um, I might have a bit of a difference with my um, game week 27 wildcard team because he was people were eyeing him, getting him in um, as a as a Newcastle defender with attacking threat but but then it turned out he had concussion from the previous match mm. so he missed that last match but it was concussion and so it's not long term it's just that one week, we assume. So people got Botman in, where share is a bit more, so it's about half a million more. Yeah. But I think you might, I don't know, I'm quite tempted. I've certainly got the money. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think, 
I think it's a money thing. I was really looking at him, Joe, last mm. week um, prior to this kind of head injury. And uh, because he's always on this table, he gets a lot of good chances yeah. from, from set pieces. And I like him. And at the end of the day, it came back down to my, my setup. Money is quite tight, not necessarily now, but in game week 28 and 29. And I'm looking at players like Bruno Fernandes and Madison and upgrades and things mm. like that. So I did think, while I can get Shah now, I might regret it, given that there's, what, 0.6 million between him and Botman, something like that. So I went against it, but I certainly, you know, he's, he's a good option if he's playing. And if he works in your setup money-wise, then, yeah. He might I've do. He might well do. Um, yeah. So um, that could be a bit of an uh, advantage there. It may not be. But we'll see. Fernandes, Manchester United, they play Southampton next. They've just been absolutely thrashed by Liverpool. Uh, Fernandes wasn't happy. I think he was in tears with it. Um, um, which, uh, yeah, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's, he's 9.8 million. He's had one big chance. He's missed, he's missed that. He's had four shots on target. Uh, he's, uh, it's only second week on the table. He tends to hop off this table because he scores. So he's had 10 shots inside the box, 13 shots in total. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's certainly a great option for 29 if you can get to him. Um, it's going to be tricky for... 20 obviously he doesn't play in 28 so it's sort of strategically it's quite tricky to kind of carry him through so he might not be in many teams now but could be some points about Southampton what do you think this week yeah I think he's a good option this week but he's very hard to to get in because everybody's got Rashford and so they obviously both blank in 28 Brighton blank as well so it's um it gets tricky, especially with Man City added into that and everybody's got Haaland. But mm. I think in, I'm, I'm kind of looking at moves for a couple of weeks' time mm. and uh, Fernandez will definitely be on the watch list for, for, for double game week yeah. 29. The only thing I did see this morning, and I don't know if there's anything in it, but I think he kind of gave the lies, linesman a shove at the, at the weekend, mm. didn't he? And the... Um, and I, I don't know if it was just somebody speculating. I just saw something on Twitter before I was coming in. I don't know if they're looking into that. I can't see anything, you know, bans being handed out, but just something to be aware of. But if he is, if he is playing, then um, we know what Fernandez can do in a double game week, don't we? Okay. So, well, they might all stick together. A few few offsides there for Bruno, perhaps against Southampton. But yeah, okay, yeah, something something to monitor there. Next name, Jota. Good to see him on here. So he's starting to get some games. He's starting to get some chances. He's had three big chances. Miss them. He's had one shot on target. I mean, he's not on the pitch much. So he's, this is the last four matches he's played. So he's often as a sub. Shots inside the box, eight. Um, and uh, first week on this table, 10 uh, shots in total. Um, it's good to see him there. I mean, it's if you wanted, if you can't get to Salah and you want Liverpool goal threat um, and are willing to risk him not starting, Jota could be an option. What do you think? It's just minutes with yeah. uh, Jota, isn't it? He's a, he's a great player to own. Yeah. But the, the problem is, is that Gakpo, Darwin and Salah are really starting to click over the past few matches, haven't they? Yeah. So um, then you've got Firmino and Joe Jota coming in off the bench and um, we need them to be starting. Now, they play, they play Bournemouth this weekend in the early kickoff on Saturday. And then they travel to Madrid after that for the second leg of the Champions yeah. League. But they're, they're pretty much done in that, I think. So you'd think he goes full strength at Bournemouth, Klopp, that is. Um, so I think probably another bench role for, for Jota. Okay. But, um, yeah, he'd definitely be somebody, if you could guarantee the starts, I think some he's a player we'd all be looking at, I think. Yeah, so. definitely. And Mitrovic is next. I mean, you mentioned uh, him before, mm. one big chance, missed it. Um, three shots on target. Uh, this is fifth week on the table. That is weird for him. Mitrovic mm. is usually on this table one, maybe two weeks, and then he's off because he's, he's scored a brace or he's scored consecutive matches. So 10 shots inside the box, um, uh, 11 shots in total. So virtually all his shots are uh, close range and, and uh, a third of them are actually on target. But we're not. no one's going there, are they? Um, we sketch over him. Really, just, yeah, they've got just, Arsenal and then yeah. they blank. It's more, so. it's more, yeah, it's more who who they're playing in future. Um, Ian Acho, first week on this table. Now we're talking. He plays in twenty eight, double game week in twenty nine. If I have a space up front, Ian Acho is definitely near the top of that list. Let's go six point two, four big chances, missed all four of them, three shots on target. Um, first week on this table, he's had 
13 shots in his last four matches um, and he should have scored one. Um, he has, uh, sorry, he should have scored two, around two. He scored only one uh, and he's um, uh, 11 shots inside the box. He's, he's a great option actually, isn't he? Do you think, do you think he's going to start or is, is, is he another one who might get benched? Well, I like Ian Acho a lot and I'm, I'm kind of bemused why he doesn't play more. You know, he's only just recently got back into the team. Um, now, the only thing with Ian Acho is that he was really wasteful against Southampton at the week- weekend. He missed probably three chances in that one. Okay. Um, I think at least he's getting chances. That's mm. a good thing. But the, pro- the problem for Leicester is they haven't scored a goal in their last three matches. Mm. So the worry is, well, if it isn't quite clicking for them, Rodgers has got options, hasn't he? He's got Vardy who can come in. He's got Dakar as well. But um, yeah, 6.2, I really like Ian Acho when he plays. Um, he's been linking up well. Madison's back now. Um, Barnes got a bit of an injury, but I don't think it's too serious. Tete, so there's loads of firepower in that Leicester side. They play in 28, they double in 29. So, yeah, he's definitely worth looking at. It's just that slight concern with minutes. Okay, um, let's move on to the assists imminent table. Now, this is similar theme. Um, you score more than one assist over the last four matches you're off the table in a good way um if you you can you can fall off the table by simply not having so many chances created there's a minimum of seven for this one um so all of these have got set at least seven chances created over the last four matches they played um so if you don't do that you move off the table and of course you could just forever <laughs> be on this table um never never fulfilling that promise for the uh, assists there um, usually we see Trippier at the top of this, but he's starting to move down a little bit. Um, 12 chances created, 19 corners. These are still great stats. 12 successful crosses. This is sixth week on the table and he's moved from first down to third. So March and McNeil, who will come to in a sec, are above him. Trippier, Trippier this is... What 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 would you do if you... The next time we do this table, Trippier's still there, but he's sort of towards the bottom and sort of edging off, what would you do? I think I'll have other fires to put out first, <laughs> unfortunately. I but think um, if, if, I wish I, I, was, I was in a luxurious yeah. position to um, to move on. I don't know. I think I think I would let Newcastle play this slot. Okay. Like, they've got a better run of fixtures, haven't they? What have they got? They've got Wolves, they've got Forest, yeah. then they've got the double game week. So I think I would just let that play out and then maybe reanalyze it in like game week 30 and see where we're at. Because like I said earlier, he's still creating chances. Newcastle just need to become a bit more clinical. Wilson isn't quite firing. Almiron's not not hitting the levels that he was pre-World Cup. Um, I'm not sure he'll ever get back to those because it was a, a crazy goal scoring run. But I do think that once Newcastle starts scoring a few more goals, naturally Trippier will, will get that assist. Okay. Well, at the top of this table, it's another Brighton player. It's March, Solly March. We talked about him earlier. Uh, he's created 11 chances over his last four matches. 10 of those, 10, sorry, 10, 10 corners during that time. He's actually scored once. He's had five successful crosses. And this is third week on the table. Um, these are great, great stats. He passes the eye test. Can't quite put some of the chances away. Um, but he's getting a lot of chances and he's got potential for points across the board, assists and goal. He, he's good. I mean, you, you probably must be pretty happy to, I'm in your side at the moment yeah it's one of those when you see when Matoma got the points at the weekend but then you know I think I've seen enough from Marsh over these yeah. past kind of month or two to to keep the faith with him and um, wouldn't surprise me if he was the top scorer in mid as well and then in the next round and mm. Matoma doesn't do quite as well I think it'll it'll go back and forth a bit between those two but both good options and yeah Marsh does have that 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 kind of assist potential, which Matoma probably doesn't. Yeah, definitely. So next up on the list, Everton. So once again, Everton are useful to an extent in that they play in 28. Um, so McNeil for Everton, he's starting to um, not just appear on this table, but um, first week, but he's near the top of this table. Nine chances created at eight corners, uh, nine successful crosses. It's just Ever- Everton aren't quite there, really. They're sort of a good championship side at the moment. Um, but McNeil is no, no one's. I don't know. Get either, but I, I guess it's more people who sort of already own him, or can, maybe considering wild carding or using a chip. Would, should they field yeah. him? But he, he, I don't think he's a bad player to have. But he's certainly not a player to get in. Do you think? Uh, yeah, exactly. Joe, he won the penalty at the weekend yeah. and got the assist. Um, but I think in under Sean Dyche, 
he's going to be on this table quite a bit because of the approach that they have. They get the ball out wide and he delivers a lot of crosses into the box, um, as you can see there. So, um, yeah, not an option now. It was probably for Everton's double that people were looking at him, but um, might might come back onto the radar later in the season. Um, Next up, Havertz, player I... Um, I am tempted by, I must admit, um, just purely for FPL points. So, you know, m- maybe much maligned here, but he's created nine chances um, his last four matches, uh, a couple of successful crosses, just his second week on this table. Um, and he's on penalties. Um, I don't think he's a bad option at all, particularly in game week 20, 29 when they double. What do you think? Yeah, we, we just need Chelsea to start scoring, don't we? Yeah. Because um, at the moment, it's, it's you know, what they just scored one at the weekend against Leeds, didn't they? Yeah. So I, I like Havertz. He's got goal score and threat. He's got assist potential. Um, fixtures are pretty good for Chelsea now as well. Play yeah. Leicester at the weekend and they've got a fixture in 28. So I don't hate, hate Havertz at all. Um, yeah. It's just who you're going to... You prefer Havertz to Felix, Joe? Yeah, yeah. If I was to get... Yeah. I mean, I've got Kepper. Um, mm, uh, if I was to get another Chelsea asset, another I, I'm not interested in the defenders. I think there's too much rotation threat under Grand Potter. I do not know what formation they're going to play. I don't know whether James and Chilwell are going to be wing backs. I don't know whether they're going to be on the bench. I don't know whether James will be a centre back. I don't know. And when I don't know, I'm not interested. But I do know Havertz on penalties, um, mm. and so that interests me. Um, but I probably won't go there because it's just it's just too much. They've got too many players. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Well, uh, Chil- Chilwell looked great at the weekend. Yeah, um, and they played this back three formation with the wing back. So immediately you're looking at them, him and James, and thinking yeah. good options. But but we know what Potter's like. Yeah, we've, we've got past week. experience. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. Um, Troy at Bournemouth again uh, is makes this list. Um, we've spoken about him. You know. Uh, in- interesting enabler 4.5. Uh, Thomas Party keeps appearing on this list. Uh, every mm. time he's been, it wasn't playing for a couple of weeks, um, but then starts to make an appearance back from injury. 4.7, seven chances created. He scored a goal and he's had a, a successful cross. Um, so once again, a, a useful enabler, but probably no more than that, really. Useful enabler, plays in 28. Um, Sancho, yeah. Manchester United, um, seven chances created. Um Third week on this table, probably won't go there. But game week 29, a differential to consider, do you think? He just needs to nail down a place, I think, Joe, yeah. because he's he was on the bench at the weekend. They've got, um, you know, Veghorst mm. and, and, and Rashford um, and, and play, you know, the, the setup at the moment. And even Garnacho's eaten into minutes as well. So it's it's quite hard. for If he was nailed on, I would consider him, but until until he's kind of guaranteed of starts, um, okay. I'm not I'm not looking at him at the moment. Okay, yeah. we got Decore at Everton, five point three. Once again, a useful enabler plays. Um, Twenty eight. He's got. I mean, he's got pedigree of scoring and uh, yeah. and assisting. Yeah. So um, eight chances created. He scored a goal. Um, you know, you're going to be lucky to get more, but but you never know. You never know. Um, but it's been on War Prowse because he is playing a double, and I have I have considered him. Six point three. Southampton seem to have improved slightly. Twelve. I mean, these stats everyone knows. Seven successful crosses, uh, twelve corners. I mean, it's it's the it's the um, set piece threat. Obviously, he's on penalties. Missed one at the weekend, but that's unusual for him. Ten chances created. Um, has scored a goal. Um, eight weeks on the assist imminent table. Will his assist ever come? Do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he picked up quite a bit of interest with a lot of wildcarders last week. I know quite a few people who bought him in. He's been playing really deep under Sellers. There is that. Um, I think he's just had one penalty box touch in okay. three matches under him. So you are relying okay. on set, set pieces, penalties, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he, he plays twice. So 6.3 million. We, we've spoken about penalties with players like yeah. McAllister and how useful it can be. Providing they score, that is. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't mind him for an option for for this game. But he but he is playing deep under Sellers, so um, it's not like he's playing that number ten role like he was under Nathan Jones earlier in the season. Okay, and and Cerebia, uh, uh Wolves um, once again yet another useful enabler. He has scored in the last four, uh, created seven chances. He's at nine corners, um, uh, six successful crosses. These are good stats. Um, we're probably not going. 
not much interest in Wolves at the moment, but a useful player to, to, to make note of, especially if you've got him and playing him and wondering whether you should play a chip or not. You know, he's definitely a, you, you can definitely safely play him expect mm-hmm. something um i've got some more stats uh, last week i put up some i, I read out some stats because i sort of just decided to put them in at the last minute but I've, I've i've actually made time to do a quick a quick table here um so this, this obviously highlights those that aren't are on the goals imminent table but also not so they've scored at least more than a goal and so they, they're off for a good reason um, and I've sorted this by minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. And these are the most attacking doublers uh, in last four matches. So those from Brighton, Brentford, Southampton and Crystal Palace. Um, I, I I stopped at nine. I couldn't find any Southampton and Crystal Palace. <laughs> and I was starting and there was basically a big drop off between the yeah. lowest in this list and the even lower. So but. Yeah, there's not a good um, minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty for the Southampton Palace. Top of this list is Welbeck, um, but he's only had two starts. Um, but a, a good differential, I think, 6.5 million um, is uh, expected. I mean, while he is on the pitch, he's expected... Say if he, if he got 90 minutes every match, he would score every match, according to this. <laughs> or he would be involved in a goal every match. So where do you where do you see the the striker role at Brighton at the moment, Joe? Because you've got Ferguson, you've got Undav on that as well. Yeah. Is there a pecking order right now, or is it um, I, will they just rotate? I, I, well, I I think I deserve as we can see with Steele coming in for Sanchez. He does look mm. at training. He looks at previous matches. He looks at performance, and and no no players too big to remove. And Potter was quite good at that. I mean, Sanchez himself came in for uh, Matty Ryan, I believe, mm. uh, from my member. And it surprised everyone, as, as it did this this week. Suddenly, Steele's in. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see Welbeck up front. It depends on the opposition. I don't think Welbeck is more than 60 minutes a match. I think he's going to be a really good impact sub, or he'll come off around 60 minutes. So it's probably not what we want in terms of minutes. But as this mm. shows, when he is on the pitch, he is the most potent attacker during this double out of these doublers. So it's something to consider. Undav as well, you know, is, he doesn't pass the eye test as much as Ferguson, but nevertheless, when he is on the pitch, he only had two starts last four, um, and he's only had five FPL points. So, but nevertheless, his expected goal involvement is around a goal involvement, a match, if he was to pay, you know, 90 minutes every match, but it's lots of ifs and buts there. Um, but McAllister and Tony I've highlighted because if you're looking, it's these guys here, McAllister, Tony, March, uh, and Bomo uh, and Matoma. These are the guys that start every match. They play every match. They they don't get subbed until very near the end, if at all. Um, and they've got lots of points, loads of points. McAllister, 18 point FPL points. Last four, Tony, 20. March, 18. Bomo, 21. Matoma, uh, the pick of the bunch at 28, even though his expected stats are, are lower um, and minutes per expected goal involvement there. So McAllister every 117 minutes. So uh, that this is non-penalty. So this that that is really important. Tony, he's on penalties, but this is non-penalty. So they're better than March uh, Matoma there. Um, but nevertheless, you look at those points. Um, I mean, that's why I, I favour McAllister and I, ca- I cannot stomach going all in on Brighton in a double game week and not having Matoma there because he's, he looks too good. <laughs> and so one's yeah. got to miss out. Uh, but March is up there. He's really good here. And Bomo, Tony, these are good options. If you can't get to Tony, Bomo, go for it. And um, Ferguson, what a useful enabler. He's on this list as well. Minutes per expected goal involvement, not as good as some of the others here. But nevertheless, he's got 11 points from his two, two starts. And has got a goal. So... Um, yeah, does I mean does this? I mean, where where are you at the moment with uh, Brighton and Brentford attackers? We'll come to your team in a sec, but you've got you've got March McAllister. Tony. Yeah, I've got got those two. Um, yeah, I've got Marsh and McAllister from Brighton, and I've got Tony from Brentford mm. at the moment. But I've got I've got two Brentford um, backline options. Mm. I've got Raya, mm. and I've got Henry, and then I've got uh, Stupanan as well. So I can't, I've tripled up on both already, so I can't add another one, but, um, Umbuemo, he, he'll frustrate you. I think, I mean, how many times did he hit the woodwork yeah. last season? 
And last and last night he missed a sitter from a Rico Henry cross quite early on. Had a couple but he's of, got hit more the, points the bar. than Tony in yeah. his last four. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hit the bar as well. Yeah, yeah but and it, I mean he can do it. And if you haven't got the money for Tony, I don't think it's a bad option. Um, but he does miss quite a few chances, so he can, it can be quite a frustrating watch. But um, yeah. yeah, he's probably he's, he's probably the second Brighton attacking player you'd go for because there isn't that much aside from Matthias Jensen in midfield and um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Mbwemo is a better option than him so uh, yeah Tony and then Mbwemo is probably um, the, the top two at Brentford attackers anyway okay but well, these are interesting stats uh, um, you know people leave, leaving that here so people can uh, can go back to this video and they can uh, have a look at these stats here uh, to uh, if they've got a choice, especially if, if money is a bit tight, which it probably won't be for most, but you never know if it, if it, if it fits in with those plans and looking to get cheaper players, um, you can get some really good value. Um, shall we come to our teams now? And just a reminder to those in the live chat, when we finish talking about our teams, uh, we'll have a bit of time for some live uh, question and answer sessions. So um, do do leave those uh, there. Um, uh, hello to the um, many hundreds who've just joined us in the live chat um thanks for thanks for joining us um thanks to sahil hang uh, danny b uh, chat sports uh, phil springbok uh, robert o'neill mano mano and many more that have joined us either at the start or, or just recently so shall we go with my i'll go with my team first because it's a wild card one so usually go for you first but i'll go for, for me first so yeah. um i didn't wild card last week obviously i'm wild card this week uh, i kept salah but i didn't that was it for me for liverpool but you know good good asset to have so i've i've got his points i'm probably gonna run with them <laughs> so uh i i have looked and looked and looked to keep salah and nothing works <laughs> so i'm getting rid yeah. of him uh i wanted to wildcard this week for many reasons i only had matoma last week i got him in so i had uh i could have got one more brighton or brentford asset for the double any more would be hits so I'd want more. So I would have been looking at, at, well, at least four to eight points worth of hits. Plus I had double Everton defence. Um, plus I wasn't very well set up for game week 28. Um, if Well, in terms of quantity, I was with Everton, but not in quality. And mm. I was not very well set up for game week 29 either. So I've set about a plan. So that's the sort of explainer of why I did move there. And it might influence some other people. Um, who are thinking of making the move or not making the move um, of the pros and cons there. So for me, it just made sense because I was really lacking doublers here. I wasn't, I wasn't very well set up for the weeks. I've, I've got my salad points. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm quitting while I'm ahead there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get greedy. I'm just going to essentially go for what most people, because I, I will always predict in the comments, they say, Hey, but that's the same as my game week 26 wildcard team. Yes, it is. But the difference is the game week 26 wildcard team didn't have 21 points from Salah sitting on it. So that's why I'm I'm not going to get greedy. That's it for me. Um, so I'll go through this for the benefit of those listening on the podcast. I've got Raya in goal. Um, I have Estupinan and I'll come to him in a sec. I've got Henri. Uh, Henri. Henry. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I think I made that Henry. mistake on the scout cast as well last night uh, and said exactly the same thing I just said. I wish. Uh, Trippier, <laughs> he plays Wolves. I've got Matomo, he's my vice captain, he plays Leeds and Crystal, uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, Rashford, set for Sampton at home. McAllister, um, Saka. Tony is my captain. It's those penalties. Um, he, he, I just think I'm going to get points from him, and he's so good at penalties as well. Um, I think he's perfect now, isn't it? Was it last night? At, at, Bre at Brentford, yeah, yeah, he's never missed. So 22 uh, penalties, I think. I've yeah. got Haaland and I've got Kane, who plays a Forest, and Kane is just a really handy player for 28 as well. Um, and on the bench, I've got Kepper, I've got Martinelli. I'll come to him in a sec. I've got Gabriel. I've got Botman. So out of the changes, I'll do this. So I've, I've, I've got. I'm, I'm at one with myself of getting rid of Salah. I'm not around on Saturday. I've got a family thing I've got to do. So I'm, I'm not going to be on social media. I'm not going to be on any, I'm not going to know any of the results, anything until much later. So I don't have any of that. <laughs> so, uh, so I can, I can just move on. Also, it's a double game week as well. So unlike last week, no doubles. The, the issues here 
um, Estupanan, he plays, we spoke about this before we came on air. He plays internationals um, before 29 and they're quite far flung. And so I, I, I think Lewis Dunk will come in for him. I think I'm going to get yeah. similar points. And I think Dunk is more assured of starts. He's not, uh, not playing for England, which he should be, but he's not. Um, so yeah. that, that's a change I'm probably going to make. Um, Matoma, McAllister, fine. Uh, March, I probably will consider him, but which of those two do you remove for March? Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, I think, will remain my captain, or, but I do like Matoma. Um, but I think I'm more assured of points there. Martinelli over Odegaard, because weirdly, everything I hear from Arteta appears to be he is manufacturing the, his team around Martinelli. I played, you know, playing Trossard. Why do you play Trossard? False nine, because it brings out the best in Martinelli. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, in, and it just goes on like that. And he's always talking about Martinelli and how he's ne- needed. And it was important to give him a breather the other day. And so the way the way he referred to that as a breather when he missed a match, it, it just it, it sounds, it just sounds, I mean, do you get that impression as well? Do you think Mar- Martinelli is uh, like surprisingly more nailed on than many people think? Yeah, I think the rest, well, he wasn't playing great, was he? But he's come back into form now. Yeah. The, the rest against Villa kind of seemed to reinvigorate him a little bit. And now we've got this Twassard injury. Uh, um, and then as well, you've got Unketia, who hasn't been, we don't know. I think it's more of a niggle rather than anything long-term with him. But Jesus isn't ready either. So all it's doing is just securing Martinelli's minutes yeah. more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I, I was really kind We'll see my team in a minute. I yeah. went with Odegaard over Martinelli, but it was a really close call, yeah. very much like the Martian Matoma one. Um, so I'm, I'm going for Gabriel because, once again, it just all fits my style of go for the boring centre-back who's more likely to play. But a lot of, a lot of emphasis in Chenko because he's got that added mm. goal and assist um, threat. So, um, yeah, I mean, which, I mean, if you were, you know, wildcarding now or, or looking to the future, which, which of those two would you get in? I went Gabriel just because it's the minutes and I've I've had Gabriel for quite a long time this season and I owned him for a while last year and he has got a bit of goal threat with him from set pieces. He scored a few goals. I think he's got the highest XG of any defender this yeah. season. At least he had last weekend or last week when I checked. So I really like him. But Zinchenko's come back in and um, he's looking good in that role. But it's just... Um, it's minutes, really, with Gabriel. Phil feels quite secure with him in there, yeah. but you, pro- you probably can't go wrong with either, really. No, I don't think so. And um, Botman, we mentioned Cher before. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh up the potential moves I want to make, and if I can still do that and upgrade Botman to Cher, even though I'm benching him this week, I do think long term Cher could be a better option. Although he possibly will be on the bench most weeks, so perhaps I should go for the cheaper one. Um, the plan for this one is to move McAllister to Madison in 28. I've got three points something in the bank, so can do that quite quite easily even with price changes. Um, yeah, um, that that's the move there. And twenty nine, I don't know, and so I'm leaving myself open. So in game twenty nine, I'm I'm set up quite nicely, um, and I I I don't, I don't know. I'm just keeping it flexible there. Maybe maybe Tony to Watkins, something like that. I don't know. Um, I'll have a look. Maybe an extra Manchester United player. Maybe one of those. Maybe Henri to um, a Manchester United defender. Um, if I can get to Fernandez with a hit, I might do that. Um, once again, I, I haven't really got a firm plan. I just sort of got the base in place for it. Yeah. Um, well, Tony, the Brentford haven't got a great double game week twenty nine, no, have they? No. So the might you might be looking at that the week before and thinking, yeah, go, yeah. go to Watkins like you just mentioned, or removing Rico Henry or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd never mind playing uh, goalkeepers in, in bad games, in double game oh, weeks, yeah. because cause he, uh, the worst game, the more save points they can get. Um, well, so yeah, Ray has made more saves than any other keeper yeah. this year. So I think he looks like a good bench boost option then. So. Okay. okay, let's move on to um, your team. Now, eagle-eyed <laughs> viewers among you will say, no, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, it's my <laughs> team. And then to put your one back up again. There we go. <laughs> yeah they're exactly they're virtually the same and the reason for that um because this is why people like you wildcard in game week 26 because your team is looks like 
how you would wildcard it now. <laughs> it's still really good. And it's really, really good for this week. Um, so, yeah, for the benefit of those listening to the podcast, well, do you want to run through your team and your decisions and uh, captaincy and all that? Yep. So um, in goal, I've got Raya. Um, at the back, Trippier, Estupinan and Henry. Mm. Got four midfielders, Marsh, Saka, McAllister and Rashford. And then Tony, Harland and Kane up front. Then on the bench, I've got Kepper. I've got double Arsenal, which doesn't feel great with Odegaard and Gabriel, but same, it's very hard way. to fit. It's yeah. very hard to put them into your first eleven when you've got mm-hmm. the, this squad that you have. And then last on the bench is Botman again, a, a, an option I'd really be happy playing this week. But um, mm-hmm. that's what ha- that's what happens when you build a wild card with yeah. a bench boost in mind. You've got a big squad and uh, a lot of options on there. So. Um, as you'd expect, having played the wild card last week, um, the team's well set up for this week. Yeah. So um, I'm going to save the transfer, which will give me a bit more flexibility See, in 28 and 29. Yeah, that's that's an advantage. So game week 27 wild card is currently on paper. If they kept the likes of Salah, having had an advantage over game week 26. Now it's your turn next week and 29 to get because you will have an extra transfer yeah i think i'd prefer the 21 points to be honest well, Joe, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but you've got the height uh, yeah well well this was part of the reason we we're going a bit earlier and i think a lot of 26 wildcarders did that because it was the case that you could hold that free transfer this week mm. and then yeah have a couple you know you might be able to get an extra double game with 29 player in um fernandez becomes a bit easier to yeah. get if you've got two free transfers um, so the only real decision for me this week is captaincy, I think, and it's okay. currently on Tony, but I am looking at McAllister as well. Um, he's right up there because I think that the I slightly prefer Brighton's fixtures mm. um, because Tony's got the two away games and Brentford have done OK away this year. But um, I think Leeds away Palace at home is better than Everton and Southampton away. Okay. So I am looking at that and Brighton have probably been better as an attacking team recently than Brentford. Just had a little bit more about them when we're looking at the stats since the restart. Um, they look like they can score against anybody at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the only real decision. Mm-hmm. Then I'll have two transfers for blank game week 28. Now, I've currently got nine players for that. So um, I could do, yeah, I might just play 10. It depends. And, and just make the one transfer and then have two for the next mm-hmm. week. Um, but I've got the option of doing it at the moment. But it does mean I'm probably a bit like you, Joe. I'll have to sell probably one of my Brighton mm-hmm. players. Um, which isn't ideal given that they double after that, but um, it solves the blank problem. I don't really want to sell Haaland and I don't want to sell Rashford. So it has to be one of the Albion players. Um, But then, yeah, go into game week 29, got my own Fernandes, but I also really like the look of Jared Bowen as well, who's got those two home games for West Ham. So he could be, if if I'm not sure about the, the double United attack for whatever reason, then Bowen would be somebody I could move maybe Solly Marshall or McAllister because we spoke about Estupanan and the international break. McAllister, we looked at it earlier, Joe. Mm. He's also travelling with Argentina yep. um, to a, a, a Caribbean island, which I don't want to try and pronounce. No, I know. So, We've never um, heard of it. So he's, he's, he's travelling to yeah. someone no one... I say no one. No one on yeah. this show, you and me, <laughs> have heard of. Yeah, yeah. Is it Curacao or probably... I get most of my pronunciations wrong, so I'm guaranteed to get that one wrong too. But anyway, he's travelling over there for it, so that might be a move, McAllister to Bowen or something like that in game week 29. But uh, yeah, the team feels good, as it should do after playing a wild card. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, lo- lo- losing Salah hurt, but you know, let's see how it looks after three or four weeks. A tough um, place to be. Your team's too good. Your bench is too <laughs> good. It's well set yeah. up for 28 and 29. Nice position to be in. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, it's a real first, uh, first world problems there. <laughs> uh, everyone in the live chat, um, do uh, remember to press that like button and do remember to subscribe. Um, but also, uh, have a think of some questions as well. Um, so, uh, what I'll do yeah. is, um, I did see a question earlier, so I'll try and go back to that. 
And then while I'm doing that, you can um, have a think of some questions. Then I'll scroll back down the list and do put a question mark on it. So I'm aware that it's a question there. So uh, Fazy asked uh, towards the beginning of the show um, saying they didn't wild card last week. Um, and he because he, ha- he had Robertson, Salah and Andreas um, from Fulham. Um, and he had a bit, quite a right. quite a substantial rise, as you would with those those players. Now he got two for two free transfers, but here's the rub: zero double game week players. Um, so strategically, uh, which is it better um, to just cash the profit and move on and wild card? That's exactly what I've done. That's that. So my answer to that is yes, because I've literally done that. I've been in that position. I've only got one doubler. I've, I've, I had a lot of those, a lot, a lot of other players that, you know, did okay. And, and I've, I've sort of quit while I'm ahead. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just going to join the wildcarders. But having said that, if you didn't want to go full in with two, four, three transfers, you're one up on I was. So you can get three um, double game week players in for just a minus four. And I think for a minus four, you can get two Brighton midfielders and Tony or... Um, a couple of defenders and Tony and, and, and captain one of them. And you that will probably set you up. So that's a decision for you to come to, Fazy. But um, I think if you're looking at starting, looking at minus eights, minus twelves and things like that, then maybe it would be time to press the wild card. But if you can get a, a team out with those players, retaining Salah and co and um, getting double game week players just for a minus four, um I, I, if I was you, I'd be tempted to keep it. It was just that touch, touch too far for me. Um, but yeah, Tom, do you reckon that that'd be okay if you if you can just do it in minus four? I think it depends on his strategy, his or her strategy, because um, the players that you mentioned that did well, mm. they all blank in twenty eight, including Andreas. So what are you? If now you want to set your team up and get yeah. that wild card in place, make sure you're okay for 28. You maybe yeah. want a bench boost in 29. Then yeah. it's, I would I would wild card this week, and I, I think I'd be tempted to anyway, to be honest, because I think we've seen just uh, over the past few days yeah. that Brighton and Brentford are um, they're not Champions League, they're not top four sides yeah. yet. But they can, you know, we saw how Brighton blew away West Ham at the weekend, the points potential there. Tony's a great option to have. You probably want one of Raya or me or Pinnock or Henry as well. So I would be tempted to say, well, look, this is a good time to wildcard. A bit like you, Joe, you're coming off of a very strong week. It's not like you're having to react after a terrible game week. You've got that momentum. You wildcard while you've got it. And you could have, like, you could see it. I've sort of of got an extra week of going through the same decisions that you all went through last week. Um, yeah. an- another, another reason I, I thought um, of this week um, was just because um, I, f- I felt that looking at the fixtures, which is the same reasons why those went in 26 was if you look at game week 29, it just looks like it's going to be the biggest double game week of the oh, season. Okay, yeah. Also, it looks like 32 and 34 of, and 37 are very navigable with what, whatever you've got and just a few transfers, possibly not even any hits. And using this strategy of going for the bench boost in 29, you can retain the free hit in case it goes wrong one week or you get to game week 37 and you just haven't got any of the key players. Say, say I don't know, say Chelsea and Man City are involved and you haven't got any. You can just go all out on that week. So that's that's what I do there. Um, more questions here. Um, Lennox sort of asks, uh, we've sort of answered this, but I'll read it out anyway. So did, did you think the various players like Casado, McAllister, Matoma as well, he mentions, will miss any of game week 29 given their travel? Yeah, um, we've answered that really. Yes, we do have fears of that very much so, which is why we're starting to look at players like Dunk uh, a bit more. Um Let's have a look down the list. Uh, hi, guys. Would you go... This is from Paul. Would you go Harlan to Tony for 27, 28 and 29? Tony has five fixtures over Harlan's too. Mm-hmm. Starting to be like a Sky fancy football question, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a five for two and he's good. So, yeah, it's tempting, isn't it? Yeah, I think sometimes you can just get scared saying I'm going to sell Harlan, But yeah. in certain teams... Mm. 
given that they've got Palace and then they blank mm. uh, and then they've got Liverpool after that at home in 29. Like you say, Tony's got five fixtures um, over his over his two. So Tony's going to outscore him, isn't yeah, he? I'm he is, sure yeah. he is. So, um, you will get more can, points. It, it probably makes sense. Yeah, you've got to consider you probably got Haaland. Yeah a good price because we've all owned him for so yeah. long so you you want to start working at a strategy where you can get Haaland back without having to take minus yeah. eight minus 12 so that's really important but actually selling him for that period mm. I, I don't mind that so. no no um it's something I could do <laughs> that mm. is something I could yeah. do um but it still would be quite scary <laughs> and he only got two fixtures but he could score a hat-trick in those two well, he could, and that's the risk, isn't it? I think um, I would be more inclined to do it on a wild card this week than I was last week because I wanted Harlem for captaincy last week. Um, so I, I wasn't keen on doing it then. But yeah, and in certain teams, I completely understand a Harlem to Tony move. So, um, so I mean, a lot of these are going to be quite team dependent, but Morsus uh, asked about wild carding this week or, or saving it for later. Uh, he's saying he can get four double game week players this week. Um, if that's not for any hits, oh, and 10 playing in 28 and 12 double games in 29 with a minus 12, nah, there, therein lies the answer to your question. Should I wildcard? The answer is yes. Because if you're putting in a, a minus 12 to get that and everyone else can get that just by using a wildcard. Yeah, and I think that what what are you saving the wild card for? Because yeah. we've said that we've said that the, this is the biggest double, and there will be other doubles. Yeah. Um, but I think by playing it now, you can you'll do, you'll be okay. You've still yeah. got that free hit. If you want to use a free hit in thirty two for the blank, you can do. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you if you really feel strongly about holding that wild card and then bench boosting later in the season, do it. But I, I didn't personally no. see last week that there was a strong enough reason no. to do that, which is why I went quite early for me, really. I think I saved it really late last year, but this year I felt a bit more comfortable because of the size um, of those doubles and the fact that 32, I think we've only got two fixtures out of the equation. Yeah. So it's um it's not a massive Yeah, play. I mean, ultimately that is overall one of the main reasons I did it was because mm. why why wait um if mm. it was looking really t- tricky later on um then then i would have waited but it just it just looks i i, I can't see what i'd be waiting for apart yeah. and it, and it, and i i really think there's a, a a chance of being you know quite substantially behind in the rankings and points wise on on those that wildcard now i think but there's potential just because there's so many double game weeks and we know we know mm. that they can they can yield mega returns. They might not, but they can. Um, mm. yeah. Let's have a look. Uh, are Salah and Haaland viable captains over the double game week options this week? Um, well, yeah, yes, well, but no. Well, look, yeah, I mean, yeah, we saw what Salah could do at the weekend. We yeah. all know what Haaland can do. Yeah. Of course, they've got they've got good fixtures at Bournemouth and Palace, but. I'm going to chase that that kind of upside of a double game week player. Um, I think the fact that Brighton are playing very well, Brentford are playing very well. They haven't, you know, we're not we're not talking about captain and Veghorst or Emmanuel Denis here. We're playing, yeah. we, we've got good players in good teams uh, who are on penalties. Players like Tony and McAllister. Yeah. So I think that um, that's where I'm looking. I mean. Over the last six, seven game weeks, Bright, I think only City have scored more goals yeah. than Brighton. So there, yeah. um, that's where I'm looking at the moment. Yeah, these are attacking. Uh, Brighton now are capable of scoring multiple goals against teams. They beat mm. Liverpool three 0 uh, West Ham four 0 It's just that's just recently. There's been some other other, and so uh, Leicester as well. I mean, that was huge. Um, so. You look at that, and and that's what you're betting against, basically. And it's a double game week, and it's a really favourable one as well. So, I, I I can't think of many FPL managers that would go for the likes of Salah or Haaland over or engage managers over a, a very strong attacking double game week player like Tony or um, or McAllister or, or March or or. Matoma, Matoma, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you can go with any of those. So, yeah, that's where I'm looking with yeah. the double this week. Um, if the fixtures weren't quite so good for those teams, then yeah, obviously I'd be looking at Haaland and Salah. But uh, no, it's, it feels like a good double this one for those two sides. 
Um, FPL Tic Tacs. Um, he uh, got well. He's got Sanchez, but it looks like he's been replaced by Steele. Um, Sanchez and Steele, absolutely a brilliant 1970s detective duo in the making. There, uh, would you go ahead with a bench boost or save for game? Uh, oh, he was thinking of bench boosting in 27. So now he would obviously have to get a transfer in order to do that to get to get those returns from the double goalkeepers. Um, or would you just save it for 29? It depends, depends how you set up. If you're set up well for 29, then save it. It's a huge double game week. But it's, it's, a, it's a real yeah. span in the works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and just nobody could see it coming, could they? Um, it was so out of the blue. Um, and, and I think Steele, a lot of people who are wildcarding like you, Joe, some people might be thinking, ooh, a Brighton goalie for 3.9. Mm. But even he feels risky because... Yeah. In two or three weeks, I, th- I think he probably my reading of Desabi's quotes was that he probably is going to play the next one or two. Yeah. But you've got a, you've got a Spanish international goalkeeper in Sanchez. Would it really be a surprise if he just takes him out of the team for like two or three weeks and then puts yeah. him back in? Yeah. So yeah. it's risky, isn't it? Especially with a bench boost. In a normal week, you could risk it because your goal, other goalie will come in. But well, on a bench boost, you want that nail goalie. So it's um, it's quite a tough one, but. Uh, even move, yeah, moving a transfer from Sanchez to Steele. I don't, I'm not even sure on that. So. No, um, there's some, a, lot, a few more questions about selling Haaland uh, this time. Sort of keeping Haaland this week, but selling in 28. Yeah, that's a um, viable strategy. But you're going to look at even 29, you might want him back. But certainly 30, you're going to want him back. And um, I don't like to book in a definite move. I like to sort of be a bit more flexible um but that's that is something to consider definitely is brennan johnson a good option from 28 onwards he looks sharp says john cahill um yeah quite simply he is um and he's a good differential not many people go for him yeah he's doing really well isn't he since the world cup i think um well across the season he's done well but he just seems to have been what got seven attacking returns i think since game week 17 Forest have got a decent double. Now the thing is that they are very, they're not very good on the road. Forest, I think they've only they've actually only scored three away goals all season. Forest, yeah. So that's a worry because yeah. one of the games is away, but they're very good at the city ground. So um, I think Mark uh, Mark Scott Johnson and his team hasn't he and did yeah. very well from them at the weekend. Mm. And so if you pick the fixtures and the timing, he's you know, they've got Gibbs White in there. They're looking quite creative. They've got Chris Wood, who's been a bit more of a facilitator for, for Johnson. So I think he could do well, but it's just I'd like to see a little bit more from them away from home um, for him to become a real option. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Good differential. Um, OK, I mean, we're going to ra- um, wrap it up now because I've looked at some of the, some of the other questions. They're, they're very similar to, to, to other ones we've mentioned. But also, if you do um, feel that any of your questions here, for example, say Johnny was talking about um, opinion on Zaha and Wall uh, Prowse. So, I mean, we, we have already answered um, about Wall Prowse in particular on the, sh- on the show um, that he's not playing as an advanced role, but he is on set pieces. He is goal and assist him in an, any, any match against anyone. Um, and Zaha potentially, but Crystal Palace just haven't got the um, just haven't got the firepower at all at the moment. Very tough fixtures as well. Yeah. Um, even after this double, it's it's. I think they've got yeah. Arsenal after that, haven't they? So I think if you're going to pick one of those, I think I'd go Ward Prowse. Having said that, Lennox has just kindly pointed out that Zaha has the potential to ruin Brighton's double clean sheet with his annual goal. Mm. Um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> versus Brighton, that is. Um, yeah, he. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Brighton fans will know. Zaha's our <laughs> kryptonite. <laughs> um, but thanks so much for all of those who've left um, left uh, your questions there. Thanks for, so much for watching, for listening. Um, if you wildcarded last week, um, congratulations, because your team is in good shape this week. If you wildcarded this week, um, I'm going to give you special congratulations because I'm um, hopefully <laughs> hopefully um, going to be doing well, but maybe not. <laughs> um, so I yeah, hope we do well. And if you're wildcarding a bit later or you've already wildcarded and did well, um, then um, good on you and if it's if it's soon to come may your arrows be green um but good luck tom game week 27 um and uh thanks everyone for joining us uh we'll see you next week thanks joe see you soon